Once I started reading the Bible, I realized that there were so many things that were taken from the Bible and repackaged in the new age and repackaged so that people could either digest it better or make it more appealing to people and ultimately, I guess, make it less offensive. Hello and welcome to Candid, where we never settle for less than the truth. I'm your host, Jonathan Youssef. Each week, we'll tackle tough issues, answer your hard questions, and take a candid look at the Christian faith. If you've been enjoying the podcast, would you take a minute and log onto your favorite podcast platform, rate us, and leave us a review? It would be a tremendous help, and it does allow others to find us easily. For more than 10 years, Jordan Taylor was entrenched in the New Age. She practiced witchcraft and performed spells, was a tarot card reader, and enrolled in classes to sharpen her psychic abilities. She was a certified Reiki master and yoga teacher. She used crystals as a means of healing, protecting, and manifesting. She worshipped nature and worked with goddesses. She found her spirit guides and let them lead the course of her life. She believed she created her own reality and was her own God in control of her life. But she grappled with darkness, deception, and a yearning for more until she had an encounter with God. Jordan Taylor first shared her testimony of giving her life to Christ on Facebook, and it went viral. She turned that post into a Gospel Coalition article, which we read. Once we did, we couldn't wait to learn more about her journey from new age to new life in Christ. Please take the next 30 minutes to listen to this conversation and then share it with someone who may be searching for more. Now, on to our candid conversation. Jordan comes out of uh, new age, and uh, don't worry if you are a Christian and you've heard that term a thousand times and you still have no idea what it is, Jordan is going to define it for us. And um, it's a wonderful testimony of how the Lord has drawn you to himself. And it sounds like he's using you to help others who are caught up in this worldview and many who know uh, probably particularly young people who are getting caught up into this. I know I've seen it quite prevalently in just even in the most recent years. And um, so thank you so much, Jordan, for joining us on Candid Conversations. Thank you so much for having me. Well, how about we start there with uh, a definition of new age? You probably could use that term and maybe 10% of the room, people in the room would (laughs) have an accurate definition. The rest are just nodding along and assuming they know what you're talking about. True. So it is actually very difficult to define sure. because there's no systematic doctrine for the new age and right. it borrows from so many different religions and belief systems and esoteric traditions. Um, so you might find it's sort of an umbrella term for a mixture of these concepts drawn from things like Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, metaphysics, astrology, occultism, mysticism. Um, so it kind of pulls from all different places. Yeah. And uh, you can say one thing, and another person who's in the New Age may not be doing that same thing. <laughs> right. Is it sort of the um, 
the view of uh, they're at the top of the mountain and they're saying, hey, all the paths lead to the top. Don't worry, sort of thing. Uh, So it's a kind of a... Yeah, you you will find that. You'll find that all roads lead to heaven sort of mentality. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so tell us your story. Let's start with origins and how you got into this, and then and then we'll get to your the rest of your testimony and how the Lord saved you from it. Sure. So I was in the New Age for about 13 years. I started by getting involved with yoga, and eventually that led into meditation. So it was sort of a snowball effect. Yeah. I started going to therapy and you'll see in any modern therapy, as well as if you Google stress management or how to deal with anger or how to deal with anything, you'll see that the results are yoga, breathing, meditation. You'll find a lot of that. So I started seeing a therapist who recommended taking yoga and I was not really into that. I wasn't really sold on it, but eventually after enough encouragement, I decided that I would try it. I was already into uh, psychic mediums and I kind of had an obsession with crystals. So I was already there. I had moved to Salem, Massachusetts at the time. So I was really ingrained in witchcraft. Yeah. Witchcraft. Right at the heart of it. Salem. Yeah. So, so my interests were really peaked in that, in that matter. So being in Salem definitely uh, overwhelmed me with sure. more of that. Yeah. And then being encouraged to try yoga, it just kind of fit. So I did, I tried yoga and I thought, You know, this, I could see how people would like this. I could see how people would feel better after a class like this. I still wasn't a hundred percent sold, but eventually I liked it so much that I did end up getting certified as a yoga teacher. Right. And so I was a yoga teacher. I also became a Reiki master, which is energy healing, hands-on energy healing. I was a um, doing crystal healing. I was an oracle card reader. I was doing intuitive readings with people, and I built a whole business around this. So, so is this about um, some sort of finding peace and connection with the universe and alignment? I'm assuming astrology probably comes into this. So it's it's a seeking of uh, oneness, purpose. These are kind of the the main thrusts behind this mindset. Yeah, I was certainly seeking my purpose. I came from a a childhood of trauma. I had a pretty rough childhood growing up. And so I had a lot of unhealed trauma that I hadn't processed. And that's why you were seeing a therapist to begin with? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so I was really searching for ways to uh, heal. I was searching for peace. I was searching for my purpose on this earth. And so the new age really played into all of that. Yeah. And it gives you a lot of answers too. And I know the term that they like to use a lot is the holistic, right? It's mind, body, spirit, uh, you know, things that are not uncommon to the Christian faith in terms of thinking through those things, our body is a temple, et cetera, you know, the renewing of your mind and, but a connection to the earth and to the universe from our perspective now, now that the Lord has saved us and, and given us a mind to think and given us his word, there's 
mean, right? There's some truth in the elements of creation and the display of the wonder of God, but it's been warped, it's been twisted. I remember reading in your article about this is sort of buying into the original lie of Adam and Eve in the garden. Yes. That's yeah. sort of a helpful thought. I mean, I, I, I think everything or originates there, right? I mean, it's, it's a, in a sense, even in the seeking of oneness, there's this element of divinity within ourselves and not an outside of us so much. Totally. I would say that witchcraft started in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> I mean, Adam and Eve believed the greatest lie ever told that you right. can be as gods. And so, yeah. so when you think about it, a lot of times you're thinking, okay, well, in the new age, you, you believe that you can create your own reality. Yeah. You believe that you can manifest, yeah, manifest the life that yeah. you want. And so yeah. essentially you are thinking that you are your own God. Yeah. Speaking things into existence and power over all sorts of things. Okay. So you're headlong into it. You're, you're teaching yoga. You're a Reiki master. You're reading cards. Where does the, uh, metaphorical stop sign come yeah. <laughs> or what does it look like a yield sign or <laughs> yeah so i was just so deep into this stuff and i actually was just at the probably the darkest time in my life i can remember really struggling with depression yeah. i was putting on this facade like i had all the wisdom you know of the universe and all the secrets and the keys to life and the keys to abundance and manifesting joy and peace and all of that and really behind the scenes, I was struggling really deeply with anxiety and depression. And I was at such a low point and such a dark point that I remember saying I preferred not to live anymore. Mm. And I was also experiencing things because my intentions were good. I thought that I was helping myself. Yeah. I thought that I was helping other people and my intentions were good. But what I didn't know was that you know, I was playing in the spiritual realm and I was opening doors to yes. the places that I didn't realize I shouldn't be going. And so I was welcoming in darkness and I was welcoming in the enemy. You know, I, I think I said yeah. in my article that I was laying down a welcome mat for deception yeah. and darkness. Right. And so it got so bad. I was experiencing sleep paralysis, just so many, so many things were happening and I reached such a low. And at that time I was dating someone and the guy that I was dating, he actually had just lost his brother. So the guy I was dating, he was an atheist and he told me one morning that he had a dream and in the dream he had met Jesus. And so he told me about this dream and I was, I didn't really know what to do with sure. it. <laughs> <laughs> You know, because I had all of these opinions about Christianity. I had all these opinions about Jesus. I believed that Jesus was just a, a prophet, a historical figure, a teacher. Yeah. I had even subscribed to the fact that maybe Jesus was some ascended master. Right. You'll hear that in the New Age. Yeah. And I also had so many opinions about the Bible, and I had never read sure. it. So hearing him say that I had this dream about Jesus— I didn't know what to do with it, but I thought, you know, he's going through a lot and I'm going to support him no matter what that looks like. So I just kind of listened. And then 
he started, next thing I know, I'm like, every time I see him, he's got his nose in the Bible. And then he's like, I want to go to church. I want to find a church. And I'm just like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Where's my atheist I, boyfriend? Yeah. Yeah. It really served me when I was in the new age because I could kind of pull from any sort of belief and, yeah. and make it true sure. uh, or true in my mind, I should say. Yeah. And so uh, being with an atheist really, really uh, matched was that it, for me. Was so. it giving you any, any insight? <laughs> no, it really wasn't, um, you know, challenging me in any sort of way right. either to think otherwise, because I could think whatever came my way, I could think that it was true. And so I'm seeing him checking out churches and reading the Bible. And I remember one time I, it was like on a Saturday and I was working and I, I text messaged him and said, you know, what are you up to? And he said, Oh, I'm just watching passion of the Christ. And I was like, for fun, <laughs> like, this is what you do for yeah. fun now. <laughs> just a, just another well, Saturday really afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> I was really confused, but I, I did become curious. Sure. So since I had seen him, reading the Bible so much, I was like, what is in there that has gotten your attention? You know, what are you reading? And he started to tell me some things that he was reading. And I was like, really, that's in the Bible. You know, I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was in the Bible. I'd never read it, but I thought that I knew what it was all about. Yeah. Just silly thinking back on it. And so I remember him asking me to watch a movie and the movie was called son of God. Mm. And I, I just really was like, I don't really think that I want to watch a movie about Jesus in my spare time. Right. You know, I, I don't want to watch a movie about Jesus for fun. And I really was just so averse to that, even though there was a part of me that was curious about what was happening in yes, him, right. curious about what he was learning, that I, I eventually did say, okay, I'll, I'll watch this movie. And so I, I sat down to watch the movie and I remember very distinctly that I don't remember what part of the movie and I can't even tell you how the movie right. was, whether it was good or bad <laughs> right. or otherwise. Yeah. But all I can remember was there was a moment where I just started weeping mm. and it was a cry that I'd never cried before. I was weeping and at the same time that I was weeping, I felt this overwhelming feeling of love. Mm. I was just enveloped in this overwhelming feeling of love. And I was just crying and crying. And I remember looking over at my boyfriend and him looking at me and I was just like, what? <laughs> what? <Right. Yeah. laughs> like, don't look at me. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm having this experience. I don't know what's going on. But I did realize in that moment, that was God. Yeah. I knew that God was after my heart. And ever since that moment, I, I thought, I want to feel that again. And I want to know what this is all about. I want to know what God is all about because I'd had so many different experiences, you know, throughout my life. And I thought that I, I thought that I knew best, yeah. especially in the new yeah. age. And after that moment, I felt really compelled to read the Bible. Yeah. I ended up, going and buying a Bible. And once I started reading the Bible, I realized that there were so many things that were taken from the Bible and repackaged yeah. in the new yeah. age. 
and repackaged so that people could either digest it better or uh, make it more appealing to people and ultimately, I guess, make it less offensive. You know, so I, I was reading these things and I'm like, oh my goodness. I remember learning about this in the new age, but under such different circumstances under deception. And so as I was reading, I felt this sorrow Mm. that I knew that what I had been doing was wrong. And I knew that I had been sinning against God. And I felt really bad for, I felt bad, but in a, in a way that it was a godly sorrow that I'm realizing, Oh my goodness. You know, I see the truth. I see the truth now. And as, as I'm reading God's word, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I was doing all of these things unknowingly against the God who created me. Yeah. And so I, I thought that I knew who, who God, you know, I say in quotation marks who God was, I always called God the universe and thought that this, uh, universe was handing me my, my cards in life, (laughs) not knowing that God is a person who's alive and himself um, and has had revealed himself to me. And then I was really, um, learning the truth. Let me ask you. So you had mentioned that you thought you knew what the Bible was about. So in that lifestyle, what did you think the Bible was about? I thought the Bible was just this tool to oppress people. I thought that it was so outdated and that it was just a tool for the patriarchy. (laughs) I thought that it was uh, anti-women. You know, I was really big into feminism. So I thought it was anti-women. I thought it was just uh, anti-people, really. Um, And that it was trying to create systems of oppression. And I really just thought that people who read the Bible and Christians were stuck in an old paradigm and not realizing that it was actually me who was deceived. You'd mentioned that as you began to read scripture, you were finding some of the things that were being taught in new age were sort of disambigations or, or twisting of, of scriptural texts. What were some of the examples of things that, um, that you read and found the original purpose versus the twisted uh, interpretation you were given. Yeah. I remember one thing was when I read about God's loving kindness. Mm. So that, that word stuck out to me because in the new age, there's something called meta meditation and meta meditation is a loving kindness meditation. And it focuses on first the self. So you're meditating and you're, focusing on yourself and giving love to yourself. And then it goes out to other people and then it comes back to yourself. Mm. So you always start and end with yourself with other people in between. Um, And so you're giving loving kindness to yourself and to others. But when I read about God's loving kindness and I saw that word, I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, I, I, here I am. Um, just really glorifying myself in this yeah. and thinking that, Oh, because I'm thinking of others, you know, my intentions are good and pure. Right. Um, Ultimately you're thinking about yourself. <laughs> thinking about myself. Yes. Yeah. Really. And, and that's a big part of the new age is, is 
there's a huge emphasis on self and glorification of self. And so, yeah, that, that was a big one for me, the metta meditation that I learned in, in the new age. And then actually seeing that, you know, it's God's loving kindness mm-hmm. that, that all of this stems from. And then, then the biggest one was, I remember doing a meditation. I think it was with, um, Eckhart Tolle. Uh-huh. Um, and he, in this meditation, he said, when you meditate and you ask yourself who you are, you're probably going to come up with all the wrong answers. And I, I'm paraphrasing right. here, but um, he said that the correct answer to who are you when you're meditating is I am. Oh, <laughs> yeah. 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 And, and you know, now as a Christian, <laughs> I was like, wow, that is so yeah. blasphemous. I, I, old and new Testament, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. So, you know, you think about this, you're sitting there in meditation saying, I am. Yeah. And now thinking back on it, I'm just fascinating. Yeah. So blasphemous and and really believing, you know, again, that's just like emphasis on the self. And and again, back to the garden. I am a God. I am a God. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this, but I feel like we are seeing where some believers are being tempted into, because this is in popular culture, it's very much in the Hollywood culture, um, there's this temptation to combine some new age with Christianity as a form of getting closer to Christ. Uh, I know you talk about Christ consciousness in your article, which I think is uh, Friedrich Schleiermacher. But because you're so aware of the New Age practices, you lived it out, maybe give us some examples of where you're seeing that in churches or individuals and and kind of maybe throw up some of the warning signs of where people could be leaning into that and, and you know, the red flags are going up for you. Yeah. So uh, another uh, phrase for that would be religious syncretism. syncretism yeah. And so taking, you know, fusing – uh, more than one religion or belief set together to create this new religion. Right. And that's exactly what new age is just borrowing from different religions. And um, I would say there's a, there's so much that can be said about this where you're seeing the new age pervade the church yeah. today. Yeah. One of those things that I've run across a lot lately is uh, yoga in the church mm. and that, Christians are turning it into holy yoga. And so taking a practice that comes from Hinduism and Christianizing it. Um, But you can't Christianize a practice that comes from another religion and think that you're glorifying God of the Bible. So I see a lot of that happening. Um, I also see even churches just not preaching from the Bible, Um, not preaching the gospel, not using the Bible. I had a friend tell me before that he was attending church and he really loved it because they didn't use the Bible at all. <laughs> it's the best church ever. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, well, that's not church. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's, your, what's the authority they're teaching on? Yeah, yeah. So e- even that, I would say, is a new age, you know, that's new age in, its, in and of itself. Yeah. I would also say law of attraction. You see a lot of that in churches, and I think 
I'm going to name drop, but um, I do believe that's a big teaching of Joel Osteen. Right. Um, you know, name it and claim right. it. Prosperity gospel kind of. Yeah. So you're seeing a lot of that come into the churches, um, even crystals themselves mm-hmm. coming into the churches or meditation. But, you know, scripture tells us to meditate on the word of God, not to empty our minds of thoughts, but that our, our thoughts are to be focused on right. what is good yeah, and holy. Right. Um, so there's that, uh, along with law of attraction, there's that word of faith. I would also say the whole follow your heart, yeah. believe in yourself, be true to yourself. Yeah. Be true to yourself. It's just like so much emphasis on self and, and that also will lead you down a road of chasing after what feels yeah. good. You know, if you're following your heart, you're chasing after what feels good, but that's not what we're supposed to do as Christians. Yeah. We're supposed to follow Jesus. <laughs> well, and to see that our own hearts are actually deceitful, wicked. Yeah. Uh, they're bent in on themselves, as Calvin says. Uh, they're inwardly bent on worshiping self. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And that's part of pop culture, right? I mean, that seems like the the motif of almost every children's movie that comes out through Disney and etc. It's sort of that believe in yourself, trust in yourself. And you just want to say that's not going to end well. You know, that's not going to end well. No, it's not. Yeah. I think it's in Jeremiah. This is the hardest deceit. Yeah, that's right. Um, Okay. Thinking through, you know, there's going to be people listening to this who have a, a friend, a relative who maybe is dabbling in this or caught up in this? What's sort of your suggestion for the best way to start the conversation? Is it just to, uh, you know, order a lot of copies of the son of God or passion of the Christ and start, (laughs) start showing movies. Obviously that's how the Lord worked for you. But so what are your kind of your recommendations for beginning those conversations? Yeah. So I would say, you know, I do want to say that um, just because that's the way God, you know, worked sure. with me um, yeah. and called me to him that, you know, a lot of people, when I, I've told my testimony, have said, well, what movie is it? What movie <laughs> we need is to go it? buy it. Yeah. Right. And, um, you know, I want to say, even if you watch that movie, it doesn't mean you're going to have the same experience no, that I had. That's right. Yeah. Um, and that if you have people who are in the new age, there's something, there's a, a disconnect here that I think. Christians are missing. And part of that is understanding the root cause of why people have gone to the new age in the Mm, first place. Yes. So understanding what it is that drew them there, first of all, and also validating their experience. So if it's, if it's childhood trauma, if it's, you've had experiences and people are telling you you're crazy, it's really listening to understand someone to start yeah. instead of jumping down someone's throat and saying, well, you're wrong and this is the yeah. truth and this is what's yeah. right. It's understanding what brought them there yeah. in the first yeah. place and validating their experience that got them there. Mm. But then to let them know that there is, there's a better way yeah. <laughs> and um, that the truth is that there's hope in Jesus Christ yeah. and that there's a peace that surpasses all understanding in him and to give your testimony of how Jesus has worked in your life. So I think if people have loved ones that are stuck in new age, that it's more of 
being a good example of Jesus, being the hands and the feet of Jesus. And um, like I said, listening to understand, knowing that there's a root cause for why they got there. And, and I do get pushback from Christians that'll say, well, you don't want to enable the sin, right. but you can't have someone come to the conclusion that they are a sinner until they've first been heard, heard about where they're at mm. and why they've come to this place. And if they don't understand what that is, then of course they're not going to want to listen. Um, I remember there were many times where I had people, you know, I had a friend that I've been friends with for 30 years and she has been praying for me just as long. And there were times that she would want to speak to me about Jesus and want to talk about the gospel and would send me books and movies and things like that. And and my first reaction was to throw it out. Yeah. And it wasn't because she was doing anything wrong. It was where I was at. And I think that people have to understand that it's not personal. Yeah. So if you are talking to someone who's in the new age and they're not yeah. taking what you're saying and just all of a sudden becoming a believer yeah. that it's not personal yeah. and that this really is a spiritual battle right. and you're called to plant the seed. Well, one of the, the fruit of the spirit is patience. Absolutely. <laughs> and let me tell you, 30 years is a long time to sure, be patient. Yeah, right. <laughs> but if there's any encouragement in that, it's that, I spent 13 years in the new age. My friend has been praying for me for 30 years mm-hmm. and ultimately I came to Christ. And so for people who have people who are stuck in this and watching them suffer and watching them go down these paths yeah. to really just stay steadfast in your mm-hmm. faith and to stay steadfast in prayer and know that this is a spiritual battle and that it's not personal. Yeah. It's not about you. And it's not over. It's not over. That's for mm-hmm. sure. So you, you've mentioned in your uh, Gospel Coalition article that you're working on resources, and you and I kind of talked about this briefly beforehand, uh, resources to help guide people in New Age to freedom in Christ. What are some of those resources? Are they available at the moment? Or are we, we're still working on them? Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have anything available yet, and I wish I did, but I'm taking a pause from social media at this point. Um since my testimony went viral on Facebook, my <laughs> platform has just become kind of crazy yeah. and I get DMs all the time oh, and wow. I, I have a lot of uh, similar or common questions that come up yeah. or topics that come yes. up. So I'd like to, um, right now while I'm off of social media, I'm kind of working on some content and information yeah. to put out there so that people can find something to um, either find encouragement for uh, the Christians that have people that are in the new age or encouragement to people who are in the new age and want out because believe it or not, there are people who are in the new age and who are being called by Jesus and they know it and are struggling to feel imprisoned. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So I'm working on some stuff. I, I don't know when it will all be available, but um, for right now, I will be probably off of social media through Easter, and um, I'm hoping that come springtime, I'll have some stuff to put out there for people. Uh, that's wonderful. I think it's an absolutely needed resource, uh, again, as we've said, in this day and age where you know young people are looking for answers, they're dealing with hurts and 
they're turning to all different sorts of things, different religions, different, um, and new age is definitely one near the forefront of those options. Uh, as you said, that's tends to come up for Google searches, et cetera, yoga, meditation, all these things. And so Jordan, we're just so grateful for the way that the Lord is using you. And, um, we pray that he would equip you for what you need as you put those resources together. We'll try and keep our listeners kept up to speed uh, as those become available. Your article on the Gospel Coalition, for those who are interested, is called I Left New Age for Jesus, uh, and that's thegospelcoalition.org. Jordan Taylor, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us on Candid Conversations. Thank you so much for having me. Candid is a podcast from Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. Don't forget to connect with our social media pages on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And subscribe to Candid Conversations on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. While there, please leave a review. It does help people find us. As always, thank you for listening to and sharing this episode.